AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Automatically keeps out the sounds you don't want to hear so you can listen to your music. And lowers your music to let in the sounds you do need to hear. Hi there. Hi, what can I get you? I'll have a strawberry mango coconut probiotic smoothie with wheatgrass. Anything else? Extra wheatgrass. Here you go. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Available on AirPods Pro second generation when enabled. Welcome to Aaron Menke's Cabinet of Curiosities, a production of iHeartRadio and Grim and Mild. Our world is full of the unexplainable. And if history is an open book, all of these amazing tales are right there on display, just waiting for us to explore. Welcome to the Cabinet of Curiosities. According to legend, there exists a magical spring capable of turning anyone who drinks its waters young again. Countless explorers have gone looking for it, most famously Ponce de Leon, the Spanish conquistador. The promise of immortality is compelling. Life is so short already, and we don't have nearly enough time to see and experience all of what it has to offer. It's no wonder that the myth has persisted to this day. But one woman lived a full and satisfying life, unlike any other. And she didn't need a magical elixir to do it. Her name is Margaret Ann Neve, born Marguerite Ann Harvey, on the island of Guernsey in 1792. Her father had made a lot of money as a merchant shipman, as well as a privateer during wartime, so the family was fairly well off. Margaret had six younger siblings, two of whom died when they were very young. She almost died herself when she was little, after taking a nasty fall down a flight of stairs. Luckily, she survived although the accident had left her with a concussion that lasted for three days. Her father commanded Guernsey's militia during the French Revolution at the end of the 18th century, a time that she remembered as being particularly tough for her and her family. Almost 10 years later, in 1807, a 15-year-old Margaret and her father set sail for the coastal town of Weymouth in Dorset, England. But a bad storm during the trip tossed and turned their boat around, forcing them to land on Chisel Beach on the other side of Dorset, but Margaret made it out unscathed and went on to attend a school in Bristol. She developed a love for reading there, with a particular fondness for poetry and literature. She also learned how to speak fluent French and Italian while attending a finishing school in Brussels when she was in her early 20s. Margaret was something of an anomaly among girls of her age at the time. She loved to travel and study, and she wasn't in a rush to get married. In the years before her 1823 marriage to John Neve from Kent, Margaret went to Waterloo's battlefield after the dead had already been buried. She collected souvenirs and brought them to London where she showed them to a Prussian field marshal named Gebhardt von Blücher, who had been present at the battle. Waterloo was also her honeymoon destination with John eight years after that first visit. Margaret even met General Charles du Maurier, who had fought during the French Revolutionary Wars and referred to her as La spirituelle, meaning the spiritual or the witty. Sadly, her happiness was cut short in 1849 upon the death of her husband. She and John had never had any children together. Margaret ended up moving back to Guernsey to live with her sister Elizabeth. There they resided in the home their father had bought back in 1808, named Chaumière, or the Thatched Cottage. The sisters didn't let their old age stop them, though. They spent much of their later years traveling all over Europe, including a trip to Poland in 1872. It was there that an 80-year-old Margaret got her first glimpse of Krakow, which was still under Austro-Hungarian rule. 
She never slowed down, even after Elizabeth died in 1885. It was as though Margaret was living for both of them. If she wanted to snack on an apple, she would climb a tree and pluck one right off the branch. If she craved marmalade, she would make it herself in her kitchen. To her, age was just a number. On May 18th, her birthday, the whole town came out to celebrate. 250 residents, including town officials and neighbors, gathered along with her, surprised and elated that Margaret had made it to the age of 108. That was also the same year she came down with bronchitis, although that didn't stop her. She continued to survive and thrive up until her death at 110. So, what was her secret to such a long life? According to a newspaper article written about her, Margaret drank a glass and a half of sherry at every lunch and a little bit of whiskey and water at dinner time. She also woke up early every day and didn't snack between meals. She took her last breath on April 4th of 1903, a month shy of turning 111. She was not only the first female supercentenarian, meaning that she had lived to be 110, but she also was the only person to exist within three centuries. Margaret Ann Neve had survived the 1700s, lived through the 1800s, and had made it to the 1900s. She had seen the world change unlike anyone else. But she didn't just witness history. She was also a big part of it. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required. Access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com stereo right now. NetSuite.com stereo. NetSuite.com stereo. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch, subject to credit approval. Terms apply. The following ad is sponsored by Pets Best Insurance Services. Pets come into our lives in many ways. Shelters, breeders, or unexpected encounters. But no matter how you found your pet, they become our perfect match. Unfortunately, finding the right pet insurance plan can be hard. That's where Pets Best comes in. With a little information about you and your pet, Pets Best will recommend a plan that meets your needs and budget. Visit PetsBest.com to learn more today. Your perfect pet deserves the perfect coverage. PetsBest.com It's every kid's least favorite time of the year, when department stores put away their water guns and pool noodles and replace them with crayons and notebooks. That's right, it's time to go back to school. But thanks to one man's efforts, the back-to-school season has become a little more fun, 
because it isn't about a number two pencil or glue sticks. It's about how cool your notebook is. His name was Ernest Bryant Crutchfield, and he was an executive at the Mead Corporation. Founded in Dayton, Ohio in 1846 by Daniel Mead, the company had started small as a paper manufacturer. Then in the 20th century, it began producing other products, such as cardboard shipping containers. As it continued to grow, Mead acquired companies like Data Corporation, which had lucrative divisions for inkjet printing and electronic data management. But Ernest had no part in printing or data management. His department, called New Ventures, was focused on finding the next big thing for the office supply market. He started by conducting research in 1972 with a fellow from Harvard, and their findings told them that classroom rosters were only going to get a little larger in the coming years. And not only that, but those students were going to have to deal with heavier course loads and smaller lockers on top of it all. Ernest looked at the numbers and saw that notebook and folder sales were jumping by 30% each year. But that presented a new problem. Kids shouldn't have to lug half a dozen notebooks and folders around in their backpacks as they move throughout their school day. So he started thinking about ways to lighten their loads. And he stumbled on a novel thought. He had changed the standard horizontal pockets in Meade's folders to vertical pockets instead. He called these new products peaches. Unlike regular folders, which allow the papers inside to fall out when turned upside down, peaches trapped the paper within thanks to their vertical pocket design. Students couldn't shake, drop, swing, or otherwise chuck their folders across a room and have everything fall out. It would all stay within the two cardboard halves. That was one problem solved, but another still remained. That notebook. Ernest settled on a three-ring binder style which was made of plastic with a snap button to hold everything in. This way, kids didn't have to jam all their different notebooks into their backpacks at one time. It was groundbreaking. This binder system that Ernest had come up with collected the peaches, the paper, and the notebooks all in one place. And the kids loved it. He knew that because he never stopped focus testing his creation. Even his own teenage kids at home offered their feedback through the development process. Ernest spoke to children and teachers. He toured schools and he got a look at the lockers and the cubbies that kids were using to store their supplies between classes. After half a dozen prototypes, he finally settled on a version of his binder that would accommodate almost everyone. It was made of PVC and boasted plastic rings that didn't snap closed on tiny fingers. Inside, there was a place to store a pad and a pencil, while a flap on the outside held it all in one place with a button snap. Ernest wrote and filmed a commercial in New York in only three hours on a shoestring budget. It first aired in Wichita, Kansas in 1978, at the very same time the first shipments of the product were arriving in stores. Surprisingly, even to Ernest, they sold out almost immediately. Wanting to understand why, he started including feedback cards to see why kids liked them. Those who filled them out and mailed them in were promised a free binder for their troubles. Ernest got 1,500 cards back. The reasons ranged from, I heard it was good, my girlfriend had one, to, because they keep your papers where they belong. A few years later, the binders expanded from their test market into stores all over the country. They came in three colors and three unique designs, like soccer, a coastline, and a dog and a cat. Over time, licensing deals allowed them to feature characters like Garfield or artwork from designers like Lisa Frank. For several generations, Ernest Bryant Crutchfield's product transformed the school supply landscape. Kids everywhere had to have one, stocked with folders, otherwise known as trappers, along with paper stored within its three-ring keeper system. School was already hard enough, but thanks to the trapper keeper, it was a little easier 
to hold everything together. I hope you've enjoyed today's guided tour of the Cabinet of Curiosities. Subscribe for free on Apple Podcasts or learn more about the show by visiting curiositiespodcast.com. This show was created by me, Aaron Mankey, in partnership with How Stuff Works. I make another award-winning show called Lore, which is a podcast, book series, and television show. And you can learn all about it over at theworldoflore.com. And until next time, stay curious. Thank you.